0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice Podcast. My name is Richard Brown, and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well, here we are. It's the fifth week into the six-week sprint challenge, uh, as, as you probably know. If you've tuned in for the first time, you won't know what I'm talking about. But basically, I'm in, in a mini-series uh, aiming for some t- you know increased goals that I'm trying to hit for the end of Q1 2021. And um, you have to listen to the first of the series to kind of put it all into context, perhaps listen to them in sequence. And you can see how the story has unfolded really over the last four weeks and obviously bring us up to week five today. And um, I have to say, resetting the goals along the way, um, lifting the vision, thinking much more creatively, dare I say, out of the box, has has really... um, giving a new energy and uh, a new momentum to what's been happening over these last few weeks. Last week, um, (laughs) by the way, thanks, Andy, for sending me your voice notes where you were absolutely hysterical about me talking about grinding. (laughs) Just thought I'd mention it again to make you more hysterical. But I said we sometimes have to grind it out uh maybe i misspoke for a little while there but um yeah sometimes we have to grind it out and so last week i the week before last was a bit like that and i felt like you know we're walking through quicksand or perhaps standing still or even going slightly backwards and you know just put it into perspective that was the fourth week into a six week challenge uh, and it, you know that's a microcosm of a year it's a microcosm of you know longer than that we sometimes have to stand still we even sometimes have to go backwards before we can go forwards But the the main thing is just to keep our eye uh, on the horizon, which is where we're heading to. So sometimes when you climb a mountain, you have to go down before you go back up again. Sometimes you need to go round before you go to the top. So last week was, or the week before last was a bit like that. And um, I'm I'm pretty pleased to say that that didn't really continue too badly into the week that's just gone. So I'm going to give you a bit of a lowdown. There's some good things that happened in this last week. Um, we're waiting for some ink to be uh, put on a piece of paper. Otherwise, I, would, I was desperately hoping we'd have that sorted out by the time I spoke to you today. Um, but it's not quite. It looks like it's going to hang over for uh, for maybe a day. But uh, these things happen with mergers and acquisitions, as I'm going to explain. So, where are we? I think um, before we get into that, I think if last week was about you know grind, you know we sometimes have to grind it out. This week, it's really all about. I think um, we don't. You don't win them all, but the ones you win, the the taste is very, very sweet. And in fact, we need to celebrate the wins uh, when they come along. Otherwise, you know, life can get a bit dull and boring. And so. I'll come back to that, that myself and my business partner actually had a virtual uh, toast to celebrate on Friday evening. Um, I'll tell you why in a second, but we, we made sure we celebrated the moment. There was actually a discussion which says, well, we're waiting for another piece of paper to be signed. So should we do them both? Should we celebrate both on Monday, being today, when I'm recording this for you? And I said, no, we're going to celebrate the win today, Friday. And if there's another win on Monday, we're going to celebrate another win on Monday as well. Um, obviously, it could develop into quite an alcohol problem if we had uh, a winner a day or something like that. But um, as I mentioned, we don't win them all. Uh, perhaps there's uh, a few and far between in, with the wins. But when the, when you win, the taste is sweet. So that's kind of the gist of uh, of, of today. That's the theme that I wanted to convey in today's um, episode. So where are we with the goals? So let's start with the business or mer- mergers and acquisition side of things. So um, last week i think we i think i spoke at length actually didn't i about how a misunderstanding perhaps or a a misaligned set of expectations between a buyer and a seller can bring a deal down well uh, in the last week there was another example of that in a way because the owner of a business who was selling it kind of mis you know i think it's just misunderstood and and uh, it was again relating to um you know some of the assets and cash base of the business and, uh, and how that would be interpreted. But he, in this case, he, he didn't make it clear. In fact, I think he did make it clear. I think he's just kind of got himself confused. So there was an offer that we made the week before last, which is probably going to be parked, but it's not dead. Um, we're going to keep talking. We just might need to restructure the deal. Because what it means is there's a gap. There's a gap between us. The, the offer was originally accepted. We were preferred bidder. and uh, And then there was this, oh, hang on a minute. I think I might have forgotten something moment on behalf of the, the seller of the business. And that's what created this gap, because he, he had a slight expectation, which he hadn't really conveyed. In fact, the opposite, we'd conveyed our assumptions in our offer very clearly, um, and there was a disconnection. So effectively, that left us with a little gap in terms of the price uh, that they were willing to accept and we were willing to pay at that point in time. But that, that um, price was on the basis of uh, it wasn't an earnout. So, no, now it's performance related. Um, it wasn't a, an upfront cash payment, but it was profiled payments. Uh, but they were guaranteed; they were assured payments. So, it wasn't going to be subject to performance. It was just payment over time. There was a, a large up some up some. I can't even speak. Upfront payment, and then there were some uh, payments over time, essentially in the, in our offer. But they were guaranteed. There they was wasn't subject to the performance of the business. So, I think the fix. So to speak, is to probably to uh, try and bridge that gap with uh, some performance related payments if we wanted to increase our offer but without exposing ourselves too much. so that one's still very much in the pipeline um, to be reevaluated potentially represented. but the main thing and in fact the learning from that is to maintain the relationship and so my business partner actually had a really good relationship has a really good relationship with the owner, and um, the dialogue is still there so uh it's not like we've insulted them and we've been kicked out and never to you know darken their door and th- again it's it's very much oh i'm really sorry i think i messed up here i'm, I'm perhaps a little bit embarrassed i'm going to go under my little shell and uh, and, and just be quiet for a while and it's like no problem no problem you know we can work these things through potentially um as long as there's a realistic um expectation on both sides and a willingness on both sides to to bridge that gap so uh, it's, uh, watch this space let's see what happens with that one I know I'm talking a little bit cryptically because some of these are subject to confidentiality. So there was that one. Then there was um, the rental business I was telling you about with turnover of um, about two two to three million pounds. And uh, we're close, basically, uh, I think, with agreeing that deal. Uh, That's the one I was hoping we would have um, squared away, but we don't, (laughs) as I'm talking to you today. But um, it looks like we're we're close, certainly close. I don't want to jinx it or anything like that, but... um, I did also mention that we'll probably achieve our goal for the year um, with the turnover from that one alone. So that's that's obviously very promising and very positive. Um, so watch this space. Maybe next week, the 6th of the mini series, I'll have better news to, uh, to tell you on that one. So I think that's the mergers and acquisitions. Um, at the moment, there's not a lot else happening. Um, that, that's probably plenty. The acquisition that we made uh, a few weeks ago, we're kind of getting embedded in. Into that now, and trying to get it resolved, get it sorted, and, and make it more like our business than than what it was before. So, uh, so that's interesting. So that's mergers and acquisitions. Then, in terms of the blocks and the portfolios, the I think I mentioned last week we had three offers out, and again, you don't win them all, right? So we um, the offers. Let me just get them in my in my head. One, um, it's an interesting one because we made a verbal offer a few weeks ago. And the written offer was not submitted for a couple of weeks uh, after that. Now, it's been communicated to us that in the absence of the written offer, the owner of that particular uh, block has since uh, put it onto uh, an auction, has basically listed it for auction, and has signed a, a contract, and therefore he's, he's on an exclusivity period and has to pay a fee, et cetera, et cetera. And that's scupp- scuppered our potential purchase, because he's going to wait and see what happens at auction, and um, he's going to try and keep us in the background, I imagine, and then see what happens. But we're, we're not necessarily going to keep our offer open. It's, it's just that, uh, well, we might, but it might not. But obviously, I think the position changes, let's say. If he sells it at auction, doesn't come back to us, that's, he wins, if you like. That's his prerogative. Um, but if he doesn't sell at auction, then comes back to us, well, that tells us a different story. So it might be that we revise our offer at that point in time. But as I sit here and speak to you, um, we didn't get an acknowledgement of our verbal. We were asked to go to writing. There was a slight delay. And I suppose you could say that not putting the written offer um, perhaps led to that um, alternative you know, placement with auction. But on the other hand, if you start dishing out written offers here, there and everywhere, it can actually be used to leverage Your position with other bidders so we would actually prefer that um, a verbal offer was agreed and then was ratified in writing once it's been once there's been a handshake if you like so you can look at that one of two ways that's the way we're looking at it anyway but let's see what happens with auction but right now it looks like it's potentially gone quiet uh, or gone cold let's see if it comes back again then we had another one which is a, a large block in um in london and that's we we have submitted a formal recent offer on that. Our understanding is there's several owners of that particular uh, block. Uh one accepted and the others didn't. So um obviously that's marginal. So we're just going to just sit on that one for a little while. Um we're not necessarily looking to improve our offer. Um maybe we're looking for the vendors, you know, to change their mind. So we'll have to see on that one what happens. Um we're probably not going to move as I mentioned, too far in their direction. Um, But the good news is we got a win last week. I've saved it till the end of this particular update. And um, we had an offer accepted. We had memorandum of sale issued. Uh, Solicitors have been instructed on a significant opportunity. It's uh, upwards of £6 million. um, A block of... um, To say it's a block of flats is not doing it justice. It's a really fine building. I can't tell you too much because we just need to get it concluded. Um, get it over the line, which we'll endeavor to do over the next few weeks. Um, so that's gone to solicitors. So this is what I was alluding to earlier about celebrating the wins. You can't win them all. You, well, yeah, honestly, I'm i not going to say you can't win them all. You don't win them all. Um, but when you do, it tastes sweet. So myself and my business partner, we uh, got this uh, uh, offer accepted and the memorandum issued on Friday. And we were you know, hoping to get also a business um, acquisition signed on the same day we thought that would hang over till friday and there was a, I said well let's let's celebrate the win let's let's just you know jump on a zoom call and have a um, a, a sort of virtual toast uh, to celebrate the win and uh, she said to me well let's wait until monday and we can do it for both of them and i said no we must do it now uh, this is the win this is the win today we we must have a, celebrate these wins and make the most of it and just recognize the occasion uh, obviously, uh, it could turn into quite um, quite a lot of alcohol if we're winning every single day, but that, I don't think that's likely to happen, uh, given the sort of uh, the, the order of magnitude that we're looking at at the moment. So there we go. We sat down. Uh, I had a glass of Carmenere, and she had a glass of Baileys. We toasted the win. We had a good old chit chat. We patted, patted ourselves on the back, uh, and just you know just relaxed really for the moment. So it felt good to do that. Felt strange obviously doing it over over Zoom call, uh, but it felt uh, I don't think it actually was Zoom I think it was FaceTime, but it doesn't matter. Um it felt good and I think it's really important to celebrate the wins as we go along. I'm sure you would agree with me. So that was that. And that brought its uh, another problem which is private financing. Um that's quite a significant opportunity, a big bigger than we we've been handling in previous uh couple of years. I would say. And so uh, we need to, you know, find the funding um, to, you know, secure that position. So if you've got any money uh, sitting down the back of your sofa and you'd like to get involved in an interesting project, then you know where to find me. <laughs> but actually on that note, and it segues nicely into private financing, is um, it, when you're into this type of run that we're into now, we've literally, we're, we're soaring at what, 35,000 feet, uh, to coin a phrase. And when you're up there, there's first of all less competition. You've got greater visibility of the horizon and what's around you. Uh, you're not going to, you know, smash into a building <laughs> uh, or uh, uh, some, you know, pe- you know, cars on the street sort of thing at that t- type of height. Um, and so uh, you can you've got this clear view, as I mentioned. But equally, uh, the, you, it makes you look and scan the horizon in a different way. What I'm trying to say there is. I've started networking in a slightly different way to how I would have been networking prior to that. So I need clearly to attract um, investment backers with more significant funds at their disposal than perhaps what I've been used to. And so I'm rubbing shoulders with family offices, with SaaS funds and things like that, Um, high net worths, overseas investors. It's interesting because you start talking and then someone says, "Uh, I've I've got an investment partner over here who wants to work with us. And we've, you know, been told they've got somewhere between a half a million and a million pounds to invest, and we don't know what to do with it. Do you know what to do with it? And it's like, well, maybe <laughs> let's have a call and let's let's just see if uh, if there's a good fit. You know, if there's room for everybody, what the expectations are, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that that's amazing, isn't it? You know, so you start networking, you you open your mind to different types of possibilities. Um, I said this is impossible unless well one of the unless would be accessing larger funds uh, private funds or um, you know small investment funds to support our endeavors and so we're working very hard to to do that so as you can tell it 's quite a lot going on so private financing is going really well um, you could do with that going a little bit quicker, but it's going really really well so that's that one and then that brings me really up to the book project um the the weekend, I managed to get another chapter written, about three thousand two hundred words. Um, I was losing track of the word count. In fact, I jotted them all down just so I'd have it in front of me when I was going to talk to you today. And uh, we're up at fifty-six thousand words now at the moment. But having looked at the word count, I can see there's a few chapters are a little bit toppy in terms of the word count. So it doesn't mean I should just take uh, a scalpel and and automatically just remove them down but i'm thinking to myself maybe they're quite long so <laughs> there's a few chapters there i might end up cutting them down but uh, i think we've we're up to about 16 chapters well th- th- we're supposed to write about 16 chapters and i think i've written about um about 10 maybe something like that maybe actually maybe like 12 in fairness so um or at least they've been they're in some sort of draft format So well on the way. I've definitely broken the goal. I mentioned I reset the goal up to 60,000 words by the end of the month. So clearly I need to do another 56,000 right now. I need to do 4,000 words this weekend probably, to, to hit that goal. So that's moving on nicely. By the way, uh, this, this weekend's topic, if I can think what it was, uh, what did it write about? Friends and family. Yeah, that's what it was. Friends and family financing. So that was what 3,228 words was uh, written on over this weekend, friends and family financing. So as you can see, there's quite a diverse range of topics in the property financing book, if you've been listening to this or watching my social media. Um, so there we go. In fact, talking about social media, I'm I'm looking to boost my Instagram uh, followers count. So why don't you look me up to the Property Voice over on Instagram and just give us a bit of a follow. Um, And trying to uh, be more regular in posting over there and share different types of media content, etc. So it'd be great to have you over there. I've got a large Twitter following and quite a large LinkedIn following in particular. But if you follow me in one of those places, then why don't you just come over to Instagram and follow me there as well? That would be wonderful to see you. So, uh, and you will see more of me, quite literally. So there we go. So I think that's the main items covered off. We've got an apprentice program that's going to kick off our first week of April. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be interesting to, kick, to cover that off. The in, in terms of my development projects, there's some interesting things going on in terms of progressing the ones I've got or taking some key de- decisions on what I'm doing. But everything's moving in the right direction. I'm pleased to say. So transition, transitioning or pivoting uh, from uh, you know a heavy development focus more into a heavy blocks and portfolio focus and business acquisition focus so this is a year of transition pivoting from one to the other if you like so you've got to clean clear the decks if you like to move forward um in the new direction i guess that's it then really i don't want to talk uh, too much more uh, we've got the last week next week hopefully i'll have a few more breakthroughs or updates to report and then we'll take some stock won't we and see how i've done um i'm, I'm really pleased i think with the way this uh Uh, series is gone but let's see how it lands next week i won't spoil it too much there we go so that's probably my cue to say the show notes are going to be over the website thepropertyvoice.net you can email me personally podcast at thepropertyvoice.net i'd be more than delighted to hear from you so please do that otherwise i guess uh, all that remains is say thanks very much for listening once again this week and until next time on the property voice podcast it's ciao ciao